Hello, dear listeners. It is I once again, DJ Starsage, coming to you from the brand silo, my little corner of the house at home where I do my work from home. So, with that being said, sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink or snack. You're in store for the next edition of Surely You Jest, the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. So how are you? And what have you been up to? I hope you have been mindful of others, that you have been checking in on your loved ones, and have had a chance to spend time with those close to you. What have I been up to? Well, it's been an eventful last couple of weeks. Just the other week, Hubby celebrated his mid-century birthday. It was a Friday night and didn't really have anything else special going on and certainly didn't have any big to-dos planned because, you know, in this day and age, you don't have big family gatherings, or at least I don't, because, you know, they're not around the corner or next door, although, what's the, um, (laughs) definition of around the corner? I mean, I lived, uh, you know, half a continent away for ten years, and uh, somebody did manage to come visit once. <laughs> Anyways, it was a Friday evening and we decided, let's do something out of the ordinary. Let's go out for dinner and it's not going to be a drive through this time. And no, we didn't just go to Wendy's or McDonald's and go into the dining room. <laughs> And no, we didn't go anywhere with a dress code either, but we managed to step into town in, uh, well, sort of a, uh, quieter area of Oslo, sort of the suburbs, an area where a lot of folks who've worked for the bigger names that were, you know, the the corporations and whatnot that, uh, laid the foundation for Oslo back in the day, and, well, you know, they've been reduced to basically mailing addresses. Um, (laughs) One moment for a sip of my evening coffee. Hmm. Pretty weak. (laughs) I forgot to tell the new machine not to do a full pot. And uh, I put enough water in for a full pot, and yeah, it's it's pretty much um, sort of iced tea. Anyways, we went out for dinner and asked Mama Billy to join us, and uh, she at first was disappointed because she wanted to have a gathering at her home, but we didn't want her to have to make an effort. Now, the side of that, the, uh, oh, (laughs) the, um, 
The repercussion of not having it in her home was that that meant Sister Ginger could not join us, because, um, well, let's just say that she doesn't enjoy spending time in public and prefers to be in the comfort of her mother's home, so uh, there was uh, no chance that she would be joining us, which, hmm, <laughs> I don't know that that was a bad thing, necessarily. <laughs> so we met up and we went to a restaurant and one of those neighborhood favorite spots, you know, they used to call them a greasy spoon. Yes, it was a diner, but this was a place that had a full menu and uh, many of the seniors that uh, gather there enjoy the cooking and we managed to decide on prime rib and uh, that was quite the change of pace for us because uh, while we don't often eat red meat yes I'm sorry we are not vegetarians we have nothing but respect for those of you who can manage to make healthier choices but um, we are not culinary artists by any stretch of the imagination, and it takes a lot more effort to, uh, <laughs> make informed decisions about, uh, the things that you eat. Okay, I know there's microwavable stuff and all that, but hey, in case you're new to listening to my show, we don't have a microwave. They're evil. Look it up. Anyways, we had prime rib. And at first, Mama Billy was hesitant to join us. And uh, we just simply had to say, you know what, Mom? Hubby and I have many more birthdays together ahead of us than we do with you. So... In short, don't be a horse's ass. Get your coat. <laughs> and join us. And uh, we did have a nice little evening out. Again, it was just to get together at a diner for some prime rib. And uh, had an opportunity to catch up with Mama Billy. We hadn't seen her in, oh, possibly a month or so. And, uh, well, no sooner did we decide to, uh, come home and when the next day arrived, uh, yes, we, um, had presents, of course. It was my husband's 50th birthday. Do you think I was not going to get him anything? <laughs> um... In addition to the presents, I decided to make him a birthday cake. Now, don't get too excited. I'm not an accomplished baker. I just simply took a box out of the cupboard. But it was uh, a little out of the ordinary. It was one of those uh, Duncan Hines... Uh, special editions that Dolly Parton had 
lent her name to. It was a a banana cake. And if you follow the instructions, there's a more complicated version that uh, is a little bit more decadent. But I wanted to make it a layer cake. I didn't want to just throw it into one of those rectangular pans that you have a lid on like your mom might have when you were a little tyke. I wanted to have it in layers and I wanted to have a nice little presentation and um, I was gonna, you know, zhuzh it up as they say. So between the layers I did some mini chocolate chips and on one of the layers I made it as sort of like an upside down cake. I applied crushed pineapple and diced cherries and uh, well I had actually hoped that the can of pineapple I was opening were the uh, you know the intact rings of pineapple fruit but instead it was crushed pineapple because I was working with supplies meant for the holidays and you know, inevitably you get too busy doing things and uh, you don't get around to making everything you'd intended to. So, ergo, I had crushed pineapple for my cake. Uh, it didn't turn out too bad. I put a little bit of cinnamon and brown sugar on it and, and it uh, made a nice little crumbly top to it. And I I, I frosted it with um, some buttercream frosting. Yes, it was in a can, folks. Get over it. Like I said, I'm not a, uh, you know, person with uh, professional baking leanings. It's not my hobby. Anyways, uh, as luck would turn out, in the next day, hubby wasn't feeling so great. And uh, he didn't actually get to enjoy more than a slice of his cake. Now, if I had purchased a cake, I might have gotten one of those half cakes. You know, ones meant for smaller households. Because, of course, it is just Hubby and I. And um, the old scale is protesting a little too much about, uh, you know, the celebrating that went on during the holidays. (laughs) Not that other people were involved, but, you know, maybe next year I will, uh, you know, take pictures of myself in the act because somebody needed to stop me. (laughs) Oh, but anyways, so uh, Hubby wasn't feeling too great the following day. And since he works in retail... That's pretty much like volunteering at a daycare center. You're around all sorts of germs and viruses. And you know everyone comes to work when their kids have been sick. And on top of that, he works in a loading dock at the store he's at. So there's all sorts of, you know environmental factors and on top of that he has rheumatoid so lo and behold hubby wasn't feeling too great and um you know just like those commercials for the the uh the pregnancy tests we had to have proof and uh well after a couple of swabs of the old nasal passages 
We knew for sure he was dancing. He was tangoing with Madame Rona once again. We weren't really all that surprised because, you know, the writing was on the wall. But of course now our concern was dear sweet Mama Billy because she is a lady of a certain age. I don't mean that uh, she's writing romance novels or, you know, making a movie of the week. No Lifetime movie. But uh, she is 80 years of age and has a heart condition. So, of course we're concerned. But, oh no, no, no. Mama Billy, she is one uh, stubborn mule. She insisted... That she'll be fine, but of course, as hubby knows his own mother, she does not take care of herself very well. For somebody who lives by themselves, well, sometimes, I mean, her daughter is over more often than she should, but that's another story. Um, I'm sure a lot of you people know, you people, a lot of (laughs) you folks know Somebody who is um, very selfless. Somebody who looks out for others and doesn't always take care of number one. Well, Mama Billy is that sort of person. She will give you the shirt off her back. She will help you move and point of fact, I actually ended up helping her move within a month of knowing her. <laughs> she just sold her house at the time. <laughs> oh, isn't that uh, just the introduction? But uh, anyways, um, Mama Billy is the sort that doesn't keep fresh produce in the house. Now I know. Fresh produce, you know, have you seen the prices lately? Okay, but she doesn't even keep frozen things in her fridge. She'll buy a can of something if she knows she's having company, but, uh, you know, she'll let it slip every now and then when we'll have a meal together, and she says, oh, it's been so long since I had steak or fish or, you know, whatever. And it just makes you want to live close enough that you could take her shopping because she doesn't take care of herself. Point of fact, um, since Hubby was already dancing with uh, Madame Rona and apparently Mama Billy had come down with the crud, we figured uh, all bets were off. You know, there was... uh, no um, chance that she was become going to become any sicker. So, hubby used his time to go shopping for his mother and make sure that she had supplies to get through these uh, difficult days ahead. You know, s- sick room things like chicken soup, crackers, ginger ale. All the good stuff that your mom or dad or parental figure 
would have given you when you were feeling so well growing up. Anyways, Hubby made it a point to check in on her several days in a row because this is somebody who cannot be trusted. (laughs) She has injured herself before and lied about it insofar as she conveniently omitted it from conversations. She has gone to the laundromat, done her laundry, and tripped over one of those concrete, um, you know, um, dividers or whatnot that they put in parking spaces to keep you from driving over the curb. She has tripped over one of those and banged up her knee and not told anyone for days that she did this. So it should come as no surprise that for several days after we were not feeling well, and mind you, it is important to note that we do live at least 40 minutes from Mama Billy, so it's not like we can just knock on her door and come in. Uh, you know, point of fact, she's also in a retired community. Uh, retire, you know, it's one of those uh, sort of senior living places. You go and you have to enter the, uh, the code at the intercom and, you know, be let in, that sort of thing. Anyways... So, uh, after several days of her not feeling well, and uh, running a temperature apparently, Hubby decided it was time to intervene, and he went and got her supplies, and checked in on her personally over the next several days. After work, he'd drop by and check on her, and uh, he would take, or he would share these responsibilities with his brother, who lives actually just... less than half the distance that we do from her. Practically around the corner. It's just shameful. But I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of you who probably know families like that. (laughs) If it's not your own family. So, um, the bottom line is that uh, somebody who is 80 years of age and has a heart condition probably should have felt inclined to contact their doctor after they were not feeling well, and uh, most certainly after they were running a fever. But oh no, Mama Billy just figured, oh, I will soldier through this, I am okay, I'll get through this. And, um, well, let's just say that several members of the family made it a point to call her out on her BS and tell her that, of course, uh, she had put us through the ringer because if you are not nearby, if you don't have the option of being nearby, you have to rely on communication. And uh, if somebody who you love is... um. (laughs) making stuff up or leaving things out. How can you trust them? So, long story not so short, we had to make Mama Billy promise that the next time that she wasn't feeling well, that she would contact her doctor, Toot Sweet. Now, 
continuing on the subject of dancing with Madame Rona, uh, you know, it, uh, it's like the old saying it says, misery loves company. So, of course, not only did Hubby uh, become uh, unwell and actually test positive, but uh, I thought that I had escaped a greater fate because the test that I had taken that next day seemed to suggest that I was negative, but Hubby said... uh, He wasn't quite sure that I did it right or that the test was, you know, a quote-unquote good one because, after all, it is just a chemical reaction that's happening there and if you don't do it exactly right, um, you know, just like, I guess, the pregnancy test, well, you'd hope not, um, you're going to get a, 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 you know, an incorrect reading. So, uh... A few more days went by, and I took another test, and, um, yep, sure enough, Hubby had punched my dance card. So, I ended up having to extend my week working from home to the next week, and then, of course, I had to isolate, because, you know, you're contagious when you are positive for the coronavirus, And, uh, well, at least I have the option of working from home, thank goodness. So I didn't have to, you know, have any days without pay or take any vacation time, yay. So, by the end of this uh, little journey, I will have been at home for three weeks. I know, don't feel sorry for me. But the, uh, the important part about this was that As a responsible adult, somebody who has had all of their vaccinations and somebody who was raised by a career nurse, I felt an obligation to uh, exceed or excel where my mother-in-law had seemed to falter. What do I mean by this fancy speak? I told my doctor... I wasn't feeling well, that I had tested positive, and shocker, folks, I'm a human being, and among other things, I have allergies and asthma. I have not been very good at taking care of myself these last few years, due to some of the stress of the pandemic and hubby's situation with employment. Things are getting better now, of course, because... Uh, possibly for the first time in my adult life, I love the company that I'm working at, and I feel appreciated by my supervisor. You know, those were all things that, uh, would come and go back in the day. I would start a job, and you would feel the love for a while, but then eventually the honeymoon's over. Well, I mean, yes, I've only been at this company for a little over a year, but it's a uh, it's a much smaller organization, and I can't tell you how many people who have been there for years, and some of them 15 years, who still have good things to say about the company. Anyways, 
I decided as a responsible adult to contact my doctor. And my doctor said, of course, I'm concerned because you have asthma. And guess what? We live in the 21st century. And this is more than three years after the pandemic. So we know a little bit about this coronavirus. There is this thing, and no, this is not a paid endorsement. I'm not that lucky, folks. But there is this thing called Paxlovid. And um, if you are somebody who is prone to being sick, um, you know, you're immunocompromised, maybe you've got rheumatoid arthritis or something else that causes you to get sick whenever someone around you in your household exposes you to something, uh, ask your doctor about it because I will have you know, uh, although I have had COVID before and it normally would take at least a week to to get over, just like a, you know, a bad cold or the flu. After I was prescribed this medication, and I was very fortunate because it was paid for by my insurance. Uh, a lot of you may actually have it covered with your insurance, so if it's free, why not? I certainly am not one to turn down, you know, the... Uh, the fruits of someone's labor, certainly since there are people who early on in this tragic chapter of our world uh, didn't make it. So I got a prescription in a box and I picked it up at the drive-thru at my local drugstore. I got it the same day. I talked to my doctor on my tablet, by the way. We did one of those telehealth appointments. I didn't have to go anywhere. I stayed in the house. I got on my tablet. I said, hello, doctor. And she said, hi there. You're sick. I want you to have this. Go pick it up after work. And I did. It lasted five days. It was six pills a day. Now, that was twice a day, so three pills each time. So in the morning and in the evening, I would take this. And I will have you know, after maybe the second day that I was on this prescription, I was already ramping up to feeling better. Now, point of fact, I did complete all five days because, you know, uh, it would be stupid not to. And I just think that... Uh, if you have a reason, or if you have, if, if, if the circumstances happen that you find yourself, <laughs> if you end up testing positive, and, uh, you know, you, you, you have loved ones in your home that are delicate, call your doctor, because there is no reason why you should be suffering in silence. This is the kind of stuff that they developed for the flu. That stuff's called Tamiflu. Same idea, folks. This stuff helps to stop the virus from replicating itself. Oh, sounds like sci-fi, doesn't it? Yeah, sounds like the Borg and the Anaprobes. Okay, but 
The medical science behind it is that any virus attacks your body by reproducing once it's inside of you. It replicates itself so that there's more of it. Because when you have an army inside the walls of, you know, your fortress, um, and it keeps growing, you know, it's like they say, don't feed the gremlins after midnight, don't get them wet. Okay. So, um, I felt much more capable of getting through my week after being diagnosed, and, uh, I'm glad I did it. So, what else has been going on? Well, um, one of my brother's kiddos... And I, I believe I remember we decided my brother was Axel. So one of Axel's kids has decided to join the ranks in that all of his siblings have been hitched. So why not? And apparently this is someone that he has been seeing for a couple of years now and they decided to tie the knot. My nephew is someone who may possibly have anxiety, like yours truly. His folks went through a divorce when he was in maybe middle school or junior high. So, you know, he doesn't uh, enjoy uh, putting on displays. And, uh, well, he decided that rather than have a ceremony at the town hall. He wanted to give his bride-to-be a little something more special, so they went off to Vegas. <laughs> now, if uh, if we were talking about this a generation ago, maybe my generation or earlier, you know, talk about getting married in Vegas would have evoked images of a little wedding chapel with maybe a uh, an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> but no, no such thing. I saw the video. No, I wasn't invited. <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm the weird uncle that lived away for a decade when my nephews were growing up. So we're not close, to put it mildly. And, uh, well, my brother went with his son to Vegas, and he married his bride-to-be. And, uh, you know, while the young lady had clearly made an effort on her most important day to be all dressed up, her makeup done, her hair done... Very beautiful presentation. What does her husband-to-be wear? What, my nephew? Well, it should be no surprise. that someone who's related to Axel wouldn't feel comfortable putting on airs, as they say. So, this young man who's maybe 30... Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe he's a little younger than that. Um, Mid-twenties. Well, uh, 
not to say that this is a negative thing, but this is just some background. He's someone that works with uh, diesel engines. He he works on trucks, and uh, yeah, he showed up to his wedding wearing steel toe boots, you know, construction boots, denim jeans. Uh, I don't know that there was a button-down shirt, but there certainly was not a tie. And, uh, it didn't even have a vest. I don't even think the young man had a, a flower, you know, a, a boutonniere is what they call it, when a man wears a, uh, a little presentation of flowers on the lapel. And on top of all that, he was wearing a ball cap. Now, there is something to be said for comfort. That is true. However, I feel that if your spouse is making an effort, you are best suited to try and match that effort because that's called setting an expectation. And I know I'm being the judgmental, weird uncle who's a stone's throw from his mid-century himself. And sure, maybe I remember a time when kids were raised to believe that they should have manners and say please and thank you. And yes, maybe when I was growing up, uh, they taught handwriting in school, and we still had the Dewey Decimal System. I lived through that time, that awkward time, when you had to use dial-up internet. But of course, my only point is that uh, it just doesn't seem right that you should have two people celebrating one of the most important days of their lives, not mirroring each other's efforts, because I'm going to tell you, the day is going to come where, if they have children, they're going to look back on the pictures of those events and see, dear old dad, or Maybe his mom's ex-husband at this point didn't bother to make an effort. And who knows? <laughs> Maybe things will have changed by the time uh, the kids ask to see the wedding pictures. I don't know. I just know that when my husband and I walked down the aisle together. We wore button-down shirts with ties, had vests. Okay, we did wear jeans, but they were clean. And we certainly did not wear construction boots and hats. So, uh, quite interesting. Um, ironically and sadly... I was informed that over the course of that weekend, somewhere totally different, another part of the country, uh, my stepfather's 
son, an only child, was scheduled for heart surgery and passed away before they were able to do the surgery. Now, this uh, gentleman is not someone who I was close with. Again, this was my mother's second husband's adult child who was probably in his 40s when they married. So he didn't have any, you know, um, early memories with my mom (laughs) whatsoever. But uh, ironically, this gentleman was not far off in age from my own brother. And apparently, during the course of the weekend, some members of this wedding party attended, showed up, went to a restaurant, a diner. Some of you may know where I'm going with this. They had a theme. Um... Greasy and abundant. This is a place that uh, the uh, customers are donned with a a gown. One of those uh, things you would wear at the doctor's office or in the hospital. And all the wait staff are dressed as though they are nurses or, you know, aides. With a stethoscope. This is a place called the Heart Attack Grill, and there is not a single thing on the menu that approaches healthy. There are not even wraps. This is a place that probably cooks with bacon grease, and um, anyways, I have no proof that my brother actually attended this place because he wasn't in any photos that I saw. However, that doesn't mean that he didn't go. And uh, I just think there's a certain irony in the fact that somebody who's close to his own age, uh, just in a different place, that weekend passed away due to heart-related problems. So, hopefully my brother is uh, making better choices these days. I know that uh, I'm (laughs) not anyone to start my own life coaching business, but um, I have taken better care of myself in recent years than possibly Axel. So, a whole lot of irony in that there. Uh, and, uh, well, uh, I, I, that brings me to the next little tidbit here. Coming up is the <laughs> new month of February. Yes, I did put an R in there. There is one. And, uh, normally in the past, I have participated, I've attended, I've gone on a road trip to this event down in in Maryland. It's a a mid-Atlantic event. It's a science fiction convention called Farpoint. Now, I have very much been looking forward to going this year. In fact, the event is taking place at a 
a new venue for them. Their longtime former host property uh, ended up closing its doors after some 50 plus years in business due to costs of maintenance and keeping up an older building. But um, over the last six months, Hubby and I turned a page in the chapter of life and while we no longer have sickly elderly kitties that require us to be at home for their care, now we have young shelter rescue kitties who have abandonment issues. So we can't go anywhere anyways because there is no one who lives nearby enough with whom we have a good enough relationship with, who will agree to check on our little babies. Because our animals do not eat dry food. That's a whole nother story, folks. It's not as good. It's just simply convenient. It's food. And uh, I just can't have somebody drop by in the morning or in the evening to check on them because they need to have food throughout the day. And since that's not a possibility, we are staying here at home. We're going to try to make the best of things. We're going to have a, a staycation, have our friends over, and, um, you know, maybe even watch some celebrity interviews and go to a flea market to try to imitate some of the... Um, you know, enormity of a convention. But, uh, you know, Hubby also recently accepted a promotion at Morty's. I'm very excited about that, honestly. I am proud of him. And uh, he is looking forward to making a larger contribution to our, our, <laughs> our purse strings here. Um, but I can't help but feel that despite the splendor of the income, despite the promise of the possibilities, that in the end, it's almost not worth it to me because it takes time away from us. I'm somebody who I don't care what we have as an income. I mean, sure, so long as our bills are paid. But uh, I wish, I, I feel that a benefit that outweighs money is, is time together. And we don't get to have more than just an evening together or an afternoon out. Because we're not able to travel. And uh, I am trying to be mindful and excited for him. Because this is an opportunity to be important at his company. It's just that. At this stage of my life where I have been at a company 
for 10 years before we have a house and we were fortunate enough to pay off our cars. I want to do some living. I want to travel places. I'm not even talking about exotic destinations. I just want a weekend away at a motel. But we can't always have what we want, can we? (laughs) So, um, on a positive note, on a happy departure, I'm inviting you to join myself and my nerd brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Mr. Toppy Smelly. For that show that we do about film and television trivia on Friday, February 2nd, we're going to be discussing a mid to late 80s children's variety show. And this is a program that through the course of its years was aired on the Disney Channel and started off the careers of several aspiring talents, including Stacy Fergie Ferguson. Yes, Fergie Fergalicious and Mario Lopez later on of Saved by the Bell. So drop by matineeminutia.com on Friday, February 2nd at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can catch our video on YouTube and you can enter Discord to participate in our chat room. Alrighty, folks. You can email me, djstarsage at gmail.com. Over there on that thing that used to be called Twitter, X, X marks the spot, you can send me a message at DJ Starsage. All right, folks, once again, be mindful of others, check in on your loved ones, and call an old friend. Hope you enjoy what's left of the winter. I'm certainly looking forward to warmer days. (laughs) That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye.